For decades, hidden behind the walls of a charming candy shop, a confectionery wizard has been crafting delights for those with a sweet tooth. Meet the Candyman, the wizard behind these sweet creations, but the world didn't know was that he was harboring another secret cultivated in his private gardens. For over 30 years, the Candyman has been perfecting not only the art of confections, but also the delicate dance of cannabis cultivation. Now the Candyman emerges from the shadows, ready to share his creations with the world. From the kitchens to the gardens, the Candyman brings you a symphony of flavors and effects carefully curated for a truly enchanting experience. Won't you join us? Organically Blunt Show, a podcast that's about cannabis and the lifestyle that surrounds it with real conversations, whether you're a novice or a professional grower. Light up and join the conversation. Let's get organically blunt. Comes to Genetics, we trust Seedsman Genetics, a seed bank that has been in business for over 20 years. So head on over to Seedsman and use coupon code organically blunt. Popping jars, cure, store, and save your terps with Terplock technology. Grow bags, your solution for auto curing and cannabis storage, along with customized design solutions. Make sure to use coupon code organically blunt at checkout. the soil and amendments we trust country roots because we like to know what we're putting in our body is organic and it is the best that can be made locally so head on over to countryroots.com and tell them organically blunt sent you hold your breath make a wish count to three Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Organically Blunt. I am Jay Blaze, your host, and this evening I have the pleasure to hang out with one of the greatest. He has been doing this thing for longer than half of us have been alive. Welcome to the show, The Candyman. Well, Jay, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's been a fun ride so far. I'm enjoying this uh, this experience of life more than you know. Definitely, Weed helps definitely. That. Oh yes. <laughs> so I want to start the story out quite simple. Let's take a walk down Candy Lane here, and tell us how not only the candy making has started for you, but also the whole breeding process and how you've gotten into it. Sure, man. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I grew weed and, uh, as a, as a teenager, you know, I, it's, it's this crazy story. I think, uh, all of us have something similar, um, that have been around for a while in that when we first encountered cannabis marijuana, you know, it was probably at a time when everybody's telling us that, man, this is illegal. You know, you're going to get in trouble for this. It's bad. It's a uh, quote unquote gateway drug. It is going to lead to other drug use and other bad things that are going to come into your life because of this 
this marijuana. And so, you know, the, the fear of, you know, it's bad, it's evil. It's gonna, you know, make me want to do all these other drugs and, you know, ruin my life and, and all this stuff. And, um, you know, what I found out is, uh, completely the opposite of that. In fact, you know, I've, uh, been calling it the exit drug for so long. It, I've seen people get off of all sorts of things, man, you, you name it, uh, pills, alcohol, uh, the, the list goes on of so many things that cannabis helps them with their life. And it's just, it's been, you know, it's been an up and down battle for me because, you know, I lived a life for a long time where I had to do this in secret. And I, I lied to uh, a lot of people about what I did. I worked for some very conservative people. I was an outside sales guy. I worked in radio and, and in newspapers, you know, and to all of those bosses, it was like, oh, no, that's terrible. I would, ne you know, never do that and, and whatever. But uh, I did every day, every day that I worked for them. And, um, you know, and they still paid me and they, they love my presence. They love my good vibe. And, um, you know, the only way that they would have truly known is had they, you know, tested me or, you know, really got up close and personal and smelled me because, you know, I mean, and that's one of my favorite things too, man. Um, you know, especially back in the day, you know, you'd be in the gas station or whatever, and you got some of that fine, fine, uh, good stuff in your pocket. And uh, whether you grew it or you just acquired it, you had some of the good, good, right. And, uh, and probably just finished smoking some and, and, and you're up there at the register or whatever, and you just see, the person's face like change and and all this and i would say something crazy like i'm like you smell me <laughs> i love that i love it man and nowadays you know it's a little more uh acceptable or whatnot but for many many years uh there were just a few people in my life that i was open with that about and <clears throat> you know for the most part i kept it very private um uh honestly for like 30 years you know and wow. um it, it wasn't until uh my kids were growing up and out of the house and uh, my house was paid for that. I, I truly came out and decided to like share these uh, genetics with the world and, and kind of like let people know kind of like who I am. And, um, you know, previous to that, I would, I would never want to um, even consider letting go. And, and then, you know, you're talking about the candy business and the, and the seed business and man, I would never want to intermingle those in any way because of, you know, anything. And I don't do medicated candies. It is all family friendly, you know, just regular stuff. And um, I mean, we, we, we do a lot of stuff and people really enjoy uh, my product. It's been 2002. So 22 years now um, in the candy business. So it's called the Fantabulous Fudge Company. We are online uh, at mifudge.com, myfudge.com. Um, we, we had fantabulousfudge.com for a lot of years, but it took me <clears throat> about 20 years to realize that people can't spell fantabulous, man. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I can if I think about it, but right off rip, you're not going to think the correct way unless you actually think about it for a second. Because I'm like, okay, I know how to spell it, but yeah, most people probably wouldn't get it off rip. But, but that's still, that's creative, you know, and, and that I kind of can relate to your current website. I used to run a company called miEveningout.com, um, Michigan Evening Out. I used to be a nightlife and um, entertainment photographer and promoter. 
And so that my, that my goes smooth. That my is, you know, like we we're allowed to use that and it, it, it just comes with the territory. I hate to say it, you know, unless you're a Michigander, you can't really relate to it, but if you are, you understand. Definitely. Yep, I think a lot of other people do too. Yep. No, but that's, that's yep. real. So Definitely. the, uh, you know, the candy making started for me as like a, a young, maybe preteen, like uh 10, 11, 12, something like that. My grandma, and uh, I'm the youngest of 30 grandkids on that side. Holy so, cow. <laughs> so grandma and a couple of my mom's sisters, a couple of the aunties would come over and they'd be making all the holiday goodies, all the cookies and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, the fudge is not even the thing that, you know, my family's known for, dude. It's these fucking horseshoe cookies um, oh, really? with like, wow. uh, yeah, they're filled with like a, um, uh, like a, a sugared walnut uh, filling. And okay. the, anyway, dude, those, the horseshoes are the bomb, but, but, uh, you know, growing up, the story goes, I was sitting around the uh, kitchen table and, uh, taste testing the cookies, telling mom and grandma what I thought was good and not so good. Grandma didn't like that. She was, uh, the lady that she would like curse at me in a foreign language. Okay. And try to teach me to count and some other things. And, uh, in, in said language or whatnot, but, uh, you know, mom would like threaten you, right? Yeah. Grandma would, grandma would hit you and then tell you why she hit you. That was the difference. And so she grabbed me, pulled me up to the stove and she's like, you will stir the fudge. Okay. Cause you don't ask wow. grandma any questions. You just do what she says. Yep. So, uh, um, so I learned her way of making fudge as a kid, but never did anything with that. And then, um, you know, I went to school, I went to college in the UP uh, in Marquette at Northern Michigan University. And um, every once in a while, I would make like no-bake cookies or something, which is a similar type of uh, uh, candy making. But I never really made fudge up there. Never stopped at a fudge shop, you know, going back and forth to school that whole time, never. And um, <clears throat> later on, I started the fudge company when uh, in 2002 when my kids were little because I was an outside sales guy at the time. And uh, I was hundred percent commission when it was good. It was great. When it was not good. It was like, what are we going to do now? And um, yeah. I was a sole, I was a sole income because I really believed in, uh, you know, uh, the mother of my children being home with those kids. And I had that growing up and I just, uh, I thought that would give my kids the best start and they're all doing well, you know? So anyway, uh, I needed something to fill in the gaps and uh, I uh, wrote up a couple business plans took him to my, my pops and uh, he lent me three grand to uh, start the fudge company back in 2002. And here we are 22 years later. Uh, we paid pops off that first season. Um, after we got through that October to Christmas type deal, we were able to fucking pay him off. And then uh, the fudge company is like the only thing I kept in my divorce back in like uh, 2009, 2010. But, uh, and then the weed, man, uh, the weed started in like the summer of 88. You know, that's when I fucking found out that this whole deal about, uh, you know, marijuana was a lie. They've been telling us a fucking lie the whole time. I loved it. The first time I smoked it, didn't even get high. Wow. 
I did not even catch a buzz. It was, uh, and, and the fucking, the other funny part my guys always tease me about was that, uh, like I went in on a, a bag with a couple of my buddies, right? <clears throat> and we get it and it's got all these seeds and stems in there that they're like, we got to pull those seeds and stems out. We can't smoke those. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on with that? Why'd the dude even put them in there for us? You know what I mean? Right. It's like, we need to get our money back for those seeds and stems. They're like, no, 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 no. You, we can't do that. I'm like, well, then I'm going to smoke them. They're like, no, 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 you don't want to do that either. And so, uh, you know, the whole, uh, I've had a relationship with the seeds from the very start, bro. You know, um, I'm like, what are you doing in this sack? Right. Yep. Uh, anyway. And then we, we smoked this shit and these guys are all like, acting all weird and different and whatever. And I'm like, so when's like the, the weed buzz going to kick in? And, and um, <laughs> they're like, he's not fucking high. Are you telling me you didn't get high from this shit? And I'm like, dude, nothing. Right. I was like pissed off. You know, th this is some bullshit, dude. Why do you guys even waste your time with this? Obviously doesn't work. Right. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 you got to try it another time. I got, you know, so-and-so going to get us some better shit. We'll get that. This, this is going to be great. Whatever. You know, you guys are big <laughs> talkers. So uh, another time, uh, the next time uh, my buddy got that, the other shit, right? And, uh, dude, it's, it's, it's all fucking history from there. Like, I don't even, I don't even remember. It is such a blur. All I know is I'm just like, this is obviously my thing. This is obviously fucking awesome. I don't even know what the fuck that other shit, that was not the fucking real weed. This is the real, you know what I mean? And then from then on, it has been like a uh, a search to, you know, to continually find the good shit. You know what I mean? Oh, and, definitely, uh, and, definitely. And then learning to produce the good shit, you know, getting the guts to being like, this comes from the earth. All we have to do is hide some plants. And so, yeah, I got with uh, uh, one of my buddies and, and we, we hid some plants that summer of 88, man. And um, all but one of them were gone when we went to go get them. And, wow. and I, don't know, I don't know to this day if uh, it wasn't my buddy who took them all. Could have been. Don't know. You know what I'm saying? I could have gotten played. And he went out right. and took every plant except for that one already. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and then the next year we got our plants, but then we got them back to uh, his place in the barn to uh, cure up and his stepdad and, uh, and his buddy stole all our fucking plants. And they're, oh. like, and they're like, fuck you. You shouldn't have them. Blah, blah, blah. Well, but you guys are going to take them. They didn't burn them. They took them over to his friend's house. Wow. I've never had my plants taken, but I have to go through that trust thing every year because I lease farmland from a farmer for our outdoor, and that's the risk I have to take, too. But luckily, I've been having a truthful relationship with somebody because I don't tell anybody. You know, there's only three people that know where it is. It's me, him, and literally country roots because country roots delivered the soil other than that nobody knows where it's at and it's like mm -hmm. so if something goes wrong it's got to be one of these two people other than me so and i know chris from country roots ain't gonna do nothing so it's down to this 
farmer and it, luckily he's been honest, you know, I, yep. not everybody gets that lucky. So it's been a struggle, man. I mean, I've gotten burned in the, uh, in the weed game many, many times. Um, you know, multiple seed banks have, uh, you know, taken my seeds and, uh, you know, disappeared off the face of the earth or, you know, uh, one guy I know is in like uh, federal prison, uh, wow. they, they, they had a seed bank with my seeds. Um, another guy just is not returning my, my messages, you know, but there are a couple of them out there, you know, uh, dark star, uh, genetic seed bank and, uh, seed bank international who have been, uh, you know, square and continue to uh, show and promote my stuff. And we'll grow on to a couple others, uh, here shortly and, uh, be able to tell you guys about those too. Instagram has been really good for me. Um, we do have candymanseeds.com out there if you guys would like to learn a little bit more about us and uh, trying to work with, you know, one of my buddies to, you know, build that site into something that we're a little more proud of. So um, that's awesome. That's well, you, got any, uh, you got any more questions, man, or I can just like fucking oh, ramble on for, you know, two hours. Definitely. Definitely. We got some questions for you. And, um, you know, a lot of them have to go around you know, not only just your breeding, but some of your strains too, but we'll start out with your breeding. I want to kind of ask, when you breed, are you a, a breeder who uses soil? Do you use hydro? Do you, what kind of environment are you growing in? These are the questions that our audience wants this year, is they want to know where their seeds are coming from and how they were grown to be bred before they got them. So they kind of know what kind of environment they're going to thrive in. Yep. hundred percent, dude. So uh, my 10 packs, my early 10 packs that are out, um, those don't necessarily say on there where they are uh, bred or how per se. Okay. But the, uh, the jelly breath uh, line, everything that has jelly in the name. And then there's one other exception, the jammery is also from that jelly breath collection. All of those were bred indoors, okay? In octopods, which is um, like a soil water hybrid system, okay? That are all like connected pots, okay? And, um, but my, my other packaging, if you look at, um, you know, these guys, for instance, when we printed our Mylars wow. um, on the back, Right up here. I don't know if you can see that, Blunt. Oh, that's over here. It says yep, sun grown, yep. sun grown organic 10 yep. plus regular seeds. Okay. Yep. So, oops, I'm holding it. I can't figure out where the camera is. So I, I did that too. <laughs> sun grown organic 10 plus regular seeds. So these yep. guys are produced in a sun grown organic type environment. Wow. 90%, I don't know, 80% of my varieties now are sun grown organically produced on purpose. Um, so I am growing and breeding outdoors in three different locations here in Michigan. Okay. Wow. All of them multiple miles apart. Okay. And uh, in the earth, um, some of it is amended earth. Some of it, the soil is so fucking great there that it's, it's just, we're, we're just using that soil, you know? So, I can tell you that I get way better production sometimes out of one patch than another. Um, I will get way better pollination from one male versus another. <clears throat> I have had failed pollinations where um, 
you know, I try to, you know, uh, do something or, you know, uh, a male is just not as viable as you want it to be. And unless you have a backup, your, you know, timing is fucked up, you know, you could be screwed. Um, or I still haven't had a successful reversal since creating Candyman Seeds. So I had done like a little, uh, some stress reversal action, you know, many, many, many moons ago just for myself. But I never really shared much of that with the world, you know. Um, but everybody's asking for fems. Um, everybody wants fems. They want to waste their time with the regular seeds if they can just get, you know, a feminized product. And so it is something that we'll continue to work towards, but it is not what we're good at yet. Sure, sure, definitely. You know, and I know a lot of good other breeders that they just ain't there neither, you know, and we're still, we're still working with them, you know. Sometimes you got to take it back that all the way to the old school step to where it all began, you know, a regular seed, you know, and you, you got to hope that you get that female. And if you don't, well, you got to dispose of that male if you don't want seeds. And it, it, it's just how the game works. You know, it's where we all started. We weren't all lucky enough to have fems until somebody discovered how to do it. It was all regular. And that was just yep. how the game was, you know. I remember I've been—I'm not a, a an old old school grower, but I've been growing for myself medically since 2009, and uh, I—I've been an outdoor grower, all organic myself, until I had to be forced to grow inside, and uh, it's a whole nother ball of wax for me, but. Um, I'm moving the outdoor indoor now. So that's what we're doing this season. We're bringing a living soil bed in indoors. So it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, you know, when, when you mentioned that, Jay, it reminds me of a couple things. And, and I, I talked to this, I'll go live on Instagram from time to time. In fact, we're, <clears throat> we're live right now. Uh, here on the side, bro. You know, we've got uh, 19 people hanging out with us over hey, here. That's as well. awesome. I don't know how many people are, are in your room tonight over here, but, um, you know, I, I asked the guys to join us and then we just kept the live rolling over here too. But sure. um, anyway, my point is this. I tell the people all the time that there is not necessarily a best way to grow. There's a best way to grow for you. And you just have yep. to experiment find those things that work for you. And I've grown in a, a lot of the different ways. There are very few ways that I haven't done, like the Korean, Korean organic or like the fish, you know, uh, new, the aquaculture type thing. Those couple things I have not done. But right. beyond that, you know, uh, you know, from the, the organic uh, type uh, beds like you're talking about to um, like uh, hand-watered, uh, you know, uh, soil, uh, type situation in pots to uh, cocoa to, um, you know, many different nutrient types, many different lighting types, um, indoor, outdoor, greenhouse, um, gorilla style, man. Oh, I yeah. mean, the, the list goes on. Um, the, the hybrid uh, octopot grow type thing I do now with the, the soil and the water. Um, that's the worst best for me. You know what I'm saying? But um, try some stuff, man. Um, you know, don't go and, you know, listen to these guys who are like, this is the best way, the only way to do it. 
you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that's what works for them. You know, right. figure out what works for you and your lifestyle and stuff like that. So um, there, there's many ways to do it and you can be successful with many different ways. Uh, the one thing that I implore people to, um, you know, put extra effort into and, and possibly more space and uh, resources than you would originally think is your uh, cure uh, environment. So uh, how you are uh, drying and curing your cannabis or how, however you want to curate it for, for, for flour, especially, um, you know, please do that well and try to keep it at a, like a 60, 60 situation for as long as you can. And, and then, uh, you know, process it effectively and, and store it well. But I think that outdoor is one of those things, uh, blunt, like, you love the outdoor, right? Definitely, definitely. That's why I started. So, you know, I started so simple as far as just compost manure, topsoil, and we used real fish that we buried. And that was it. Like, we didn't use anything special. My grandpa was old school. Yep. Dude, we <laughs> did the fucking fish and the whole deal, too, back in the day. Yep, because, yep. Um, honestly, when we were gorilla growing, a lot of our uh you know spots were around where we were going fishing yep i grew up here we got seven lakes around us so i mean it's nothing but fishing growing up and you're like okay as a kid you're like okay i'm going down to the docks and your parents would be like okay have a good night see you later because they knew you were out of their hair it ain't like today and uh you would jump on your huffy with your fishing pole strapped to your back and off you went and you were gone the whole day and uh and and the, we'd catch the fish and then my grandpa he always grew cannabis and but it, he grew more for like the hemp side of things and until he really discovered the medical side after i got my card he started getting into that more but he uh my family's always been hemp farmers for years they have licenses and they have big farms but they laugh at me because yes, it's great, but I don't see it profitable for the amount you grow. I, I it's just me, and and uh, like you got to have a whole field, and you're making like fifteen hundred bucks off like not like a, basically a field's worth, where I can sell a bag of it for the same amount, and it's like no, I, I you know I like it's not that I like the fast money, but I'll admit. When you grow up poor, it was nice to make it a little bit quicker than you've ever experienced. So you went that route a couple of times. You know, the legacy market was very, uh, very much a great thing to me growing up. <laughs> let's let's be honest, Jay. A lot of, uh, you know, the continued investment and speculation into cannabis is people hoping to make a, a better buck, if you will. Right. Yes. Yeah. Even a lot of the squares who are coming in to throw their money into the quote unquote legal market. Yep. It's, it's, it's all to make a better buck or a quicker buck or, you know, whatever. Yep. It's, it's not necessarily all well-intentioned per se. You're right. Definitely. They're not. And, uh, you know, let's, let's touch on this for just a moment, man. Um, you know, here in Michigan, at the very least, you know, if you look at these dispensaries and stuff like that, they're they're starting to take, you know, any kind of like medical stuff and switch it to like recreational 
and you know fewer people are like actually getting their their medical cards per se and this is a program that we need to keep going it's fucking essential for certain folks to be able to have and and grow more plants and you know uh, be able to do you know the thing that they do and so i'm going to renew my card i'm going to get a couple other people renewed and uh, my goal is to uh, personally be responsible for renewing at least one person per month. Okay. And so, um, you know, I'm going to encourage some of my friends here in Michigan to, you know, not only keep their medical cards active, but also to help to uh, help a buddy, encourage somebody to renew one person per month. And there's a couple of different people like through the, the weedsters and stuff like that, where we can get yep. it done, you know, relatively affordably, you know, you don't have to go all the way to them. You can do it from where you're at type deal. Yeah. And so um, let, let's continue to support our rights, man, because if we don't show up to continue to, uh, you know, utilize and support our rights, they go away. You're right. Definitely. I, I renewed mine last year. Mine's not up until 2025, but uh, I, you know, I've had, like I said, I've had mine since 2009. People ask me all the time. They're like, like a lot of the people that I do know in my town here are not growers. They're just consumers. And you get to that point. These people love the dispensaries, unfortunately, because they don't even know how to grow the product themselves and they don't want to learn it. And you get into that and, and it's really sad, but you know, like I tell them, I say, you know, you guys don't even know what you're putting in your body for one and for two. It's not always what it says it is especially strain wise they just put a name on most of the stuff and then you know it, it here there, there's no education so they're kind of hitting the nail on both sides i guess you'd say so they're hitting the younger market that doesn't is too naive to grow or want to learn they just want a quick buzz and they usually go for the concentrate or the vape and then you get the senior citizens who want pain relief and arthritis relief and they're not getting educated on CBD and the properties of that as far as versus THC and getting high. So then they go in there and these bud trainers are trained to sell them the highest THC product they can find. It doesn't matter what it tastes. They're not matching terpenes. They're not matching, you know, ligaments up to... Uh, to uh, basically tell them, hey, this is going to treat this, you know, and I've learned that here. That's why I grow for myself is because, and I keep the medical going because like I said, a lot of people say, well, why do you have that? You walk into a dispensary, you don't get anything stronger anymore. You don't get anything. The recreational selection is bigger than the medical. And it's like, you know, it is, you're right, because they've tried to phase it out and make it just recreational, no medical, and we can't let that happen. We got to stand up on our feet and let them know that we're here and we use this medically, not just as a recreational. We're not out just socially, like drinking, for example, that people would, even though we're not drinking, but I'm saying the way people look at it and versus somebody that might take a a shot or a hit to relieve pain to make it through the day versus just catching that buzz, you know, 
it, it's a lot different when you have to do that. You know, me alone today, I was fully, formally diagnosed with alopecia areata today, which I've had for multiple years as it is, but I've never been diagnosed. I've been self-diagnosed. And uh, I went to the dermatologist. They did that today. There's no cure for me. So I'm very blessed that my hair has grown like it has because just two years ago, I didn't have any facial or hair on my head. And I've used nothing but hemp and biotin, all organic stuff that I could find. And I didn't take any steroids. So I'm kind of proud of that. You know, I can say the plant works in more than one way than just consuming it. You know, it works magic on regrowing your hair as well. Wow, really man, I, I can't grow. Uh, I can't grow hair on this part of my uh, my head worth a fuck. Uh, but it grows like all over the rest of my body. But it stopped um, growing so well, like on the very top, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe should I should I put some weed on there? I don't know, man. Maybe maybe they make like a, a paste, and you put a black light over your head while you're sleeping, and next thing you know, it grows. Or I, I I don't know. You know, I just know that whatever I've been doing, it's been working. You know, and they 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 said there's no cure, and I like I told them, you know, I said, well, I have inflammation, so I have to have it because yeah. my body will literally, literally feel like it's on fire all day long because my immune system fights my hair follicles as they grow in and it thinks yeah. it's a disease it, it thinks it's a disease and it's like attacking it oh yeah it, it's terrible definitely but back to the not about me about you i want to get into some more questions that i have before we get too Bro, far you can have me on interviewing you in a future podcast I'm down, you know, I'm always down for collaborations. If you ever want me to come on and talk, you know, my story is unique as well. A lot of people don't believe it. And then when they do hear it, they're like, you should write a book. And yeah. maybe I should, but I'm not a writer. So we'll leave it at that. But no, definitely, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get it out of you in this form right here, man, where you're comfortable. Right. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I've been on two other shows. I've been on high on homegrown and I've been on, which is a UK show, and I've been on my first show that actually put me on camera uh, was uh, Eagle, uh, fucking talking shit with Eagle. Oh you yeah, that's well, yep. Eagle's he, great. He came across to me at, at uh, Big Cloud. I was there for a media gig with Mendo Dope Boys, and uh, I didn't know where I was going, and he was carrying camera equipment. So I asked him, and he told me. And then a couple of weeks went by after the event and I put my video out and he seen it and he commented on it and he asked me if I would come on his show. And I had alopecia bad at the time. I mean, I, I always have it, but I had no hair hardly. And I was like, neither does Eagle, bro. Neither right. does me no. or Eagle. Right. That's how we connected so well, because he's like, look at me. And I'm like, do you have alopecia? He's never told me if he does or not. So I don't know. But, you know, if he does, he can relate. And if he doesn't, he can relate because he don't have hair like me. So I, we we kicked it off great. And, uh, you know, um, I went on there. He was just like, just get on there. Tell your story. Don't be afraid of people. I'm like, I don't want people to see my face because. 
I don't want to be teased for what I have because the first time I found out I had it was at the barber and they asked me if I had cancer. I was missing a big spot of hair in the back and excuse me. And I been noticing when it was breezy that the back of my head was getting cold and I couldn't figure out why, because you can't see the back of your head. And I never knew I was missing hair until somebody said something. And now I live with it, you know, and now it's grown back a lot. Like they told me today that when I took my hat off, they were like, where is your alopecia? And I had to point it out and kind of spread hair. And they're like, oh, you do have it. So they put me on a new prescription, but I don't think it's going to work because all it is is Rogaine. That's really what it is. It's Rogaine, but it's medical grade. And I'm like, I know how medical grade, I know how Rogaine works. It'll work. It'll grow my hair. But when I stop using it, the hair that it grew will fall out. And it's like, you have to continue to use the product. Once you start, you can't stop. And I'm like, I'm not probably going to use it, but you can give me a prescription. I'll try it, but I probably not going to use it. And they were like, well, there's nothing we can do for you. And that, you know, that's my story, you know? So I live with it daily and I got on camera, but I do have a few questions I do want to ask you before we get you off the horn here. And that first one being, you know, we kind of heard, heard about your first time getting high. So that question's been taken care of, you know, but that relates to my second question because you are the candy man and you probably get to try delicious candy all the time. What is your favorite munchie when you're high? Well, it changes. So, you know, it goes into like uh, my, my whole thing is like more flavors, more fun, which is we showed the sun grown organic 10 plus regular seeds on the back side of a pack on the yep. front is more, more flavors, more fun, which is like, just, it's kind of like, you know, one of, one of my things in life. So, you know, it can be anything like tonight I got uh, a fucking a cherry pie, like a mini Ooh. cherry pie, not just like an average one. Like, from the Traverse City Pie Company with the okay. crumble top for the oh, people wow. in the know, for the people in the know, or if you know what I'm saying, you know that that's like the shit. Oh yeah, so, um, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but it, it varies, man. It, it's all over the place. Um, you know, it could be that. Uh, oh, dude, the other night we made. Um, I know it's not munchy; it's a dinner food or whatever, but. Uh, we had a family get together and my nephew's um, uh, girlfriend or whatnot, she made these uh, green beans with uh, like bacon and garlic and uh, um, but candied. So it was like bacon, butter, brown sugar. And okay. it was like the, the main thing really. And so we tried to like replicate that with some fresh steamed beans with the and again, candied the bacon and then threw the beans in there. And oh, that was, that was bomb. Oh, um, I bet. I mean, it could be anything, man. I mean, like, what do I have within like uh, arms reach <laughs> this office? I don't, I don't have much in this office. Uh, honestly, you know, but my fudges are, are badass. I try not to bring them home very often. Um, <clears throat> arguably one of the best things that we make are those caramel apples. 
you will hear people. Oh, I know. I see them all the time at, when I see at the events. People are getting them like they're going out of style. And I'm like, I, I, I ain't going to lie. I have fake teeth, so I can't eat them. Unless I actually cut it up and like ate it with a fork, I probably couldn't bite it or nothing. And That's how you need to do it, dude, is just cut it into bite-sized pieces type of a situation. Right. And, and that's my recommended way of doing it anyway. I mean, if you see me at those events, I'm going to be taste testing some of those apples, and I'll, I'll slice it up into little bite-sized things that we're handed out on toothpicks. Okay. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, uh, that's the preferred way to do it, man. Don't just bite into that thing. Are you kidding me? You're going to eat the stuff mm -hmm. off the outside, and you're not really even going to get to the apple. Uh, right, you know, exactly. You might fuck up a tooth. Oh, yeah. I've done it. <laughs> that's why Dude, I don't I eat it that way. I just got a phone call order today. It's over here on this part of the desk for um, a 10-pack of caramel apples delivered locally here. And I'm wow. like, look, I'm, I shut down all of January. We'll start making that stuff. Can I get those to you next week? You know, and it's like yes. So, so That's next awesome. week, man, I've already I've already got stuff rolling to uh, to rock those out. And then it was a great call too because they're like, you know, we get one of these uh, gift baskets to our office like every year. It's our favorite thing, and we just had a, um, uh, a you know a contest with our our staff, and they got to pick their prize, and they picked your apples. Not not just caramel apples, the fantabulous fudge company caramel apples. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you know what I mean. When when you can be named, it's like um, you know, it's like being picked as the breeder. You know what I mean? It's like right. I, it's like I don't want to grow whatever weed. I want to grow the Candyman seeds. Definitely, definitely. So. You know, that being said, what is one of your most popular strains as far as um, what people have grown the most out of all the stuff you've bred? Um, there's a few of them, but, you know, I mean, I'll take you right back to, again, more flavors, uh, more flavors, more fun types of, I mean, I cannot figure out that fucking camera. More flavors, more right. fun, man. Right. It's not about that one flavor that you're known for. I don't want to be known for one flavor. And sure. so, um, you know, for instance, you know, I've, I've gone through several projects already and, and probably gotten, you know, I've got well over a hundred different cultivars, you know, different uh, seeds, strains of seeds, if you will, available or available to share with the world. Not all of them have been shared, but some of them have been shared a little bit more than others. Um, the ones that are out there, maybe a little bit more, are probably like the uh, peanut butter jelly time, uh, the sunshine jelly, um, the uh, the OKC party, uh, starting to be the leather party. The leather party is uh, getting out there just because of its, uh, you know, shorter uh, uh, flower time, high yields, and sativa effect with that leather lime gas flavor. Um, I've got people that have gotten like uh, two pounds per plant from the leather party. Wow. So, um, yeah, there are several others. Um, you know, if, um, if I were remote, we're on the uh, computer here, I could take you next door to my other seed office where we've got um, all of the uh, different varieties lined up in jars and, okay. uh, and little 
containers all organized so that uh, you know when we're getting stuff prepared for orders or or whatnot we can just pick and you know go through easily see you know what we need to fill up uh, more packs of or or whatnot so That's you know awesome. this is more like the uh, the business office on this side where we print labels and get uh, packages together and stuff and then over across the hall is um so you know i have an old farmhouse and okay. um you know my my kids i've I had three kids so i had to, after i got my divorce and finally got my own place um i wanted two things i needed two things okay the ability to uh grow weed so i didn't want anybody living uh real close to me i didn't want to right. be close to uh uh, church or uh, daycare or a school or anything, you know, and my closest neighbors, maybe like half mile away. Something like That's that. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. And then, uh, you know, main floor, I've got my bedroom, you know, all the other, you know, amenities and whatever. And then three bedrooms upstairs. And so two of those bedrooms are now entirely devoted to seeds. Wow. That's so crazy. You can see you can see behind me over here on this side my seed sorter. Yeah, the, we, uh, the chat was talking about that. Them things are so popular. I, I I don't mean to cut you off, but I was talking with Ed Rosen, and uh, I guess he's going to be developing uh, his own line of them this year and putting them out from what I gathered, and I was shocked. Well, there's a woodworker guy, if anybody's interested, happy to refer you to a dude named Waldo. I encountered him, uh, was referred to him on Instagram, and uh, he turned, he was fucking communicated with me, honestly, was legit. Um, you know, he burned my logo into it, I wanted it colored red, offered to pay more for it. Uh, didn't work out for me. Other people, he did a whole bunch of like extra, you know, artwork and their stuff looks really beautiful, but um, it's neither here nor there. I'm, I'm very happy with the way it functions. Uh, still looks kind of cool. and It looks badass from sitting there. Everybody was talking about how you do Instagram videos with it. And I'm like, I love watching them videos. It's just mesmerizing. It's just like, I don't know. It's relaxing. It's just weird to say that, but it is. And it's like, man, that is so cool. Like when I went to country roots and got my soil uh, about a month ago, I was helping him out and hanging out up there at his new barn that he made. And, uh, he, he had he moved a tote and it was, he's like, Oh yeah, these are all my seeds. And I'm like, that thing is full of seeds. And he's like, yeah, and it was like a 50-gallon tote. And I was like, holy shit. I said, I thought I had a lot. And I have, like, trapper keepers full in a closet. Like, I couldn't imagine having totes full. And he's like, well, once you learn how to breathe, it's not that hard. And I'm like, well, I have not learned that process yet. I'm still nervous. I ain't even, I'll be honest, I've never even cloned successfully yet. So, like, these oh, are wow. things. Yeah, these are things I still have to do, you know. I want yeah, to get into that stuff, but I just never really showed interest because I I do so much growing and testing for genetic companies that and they just want to see how it grows out that I don't I don't really have a need for having to do that and I'm one of them like you said just like your slogan the flavors. I like to try so much that I I don't want to be tied to one thing like 
Right now, I've been tied for the past three months to sour glue from Atlas Seed Company because I grew a, a fast version outdoors and it finished in September and I have shitloads of it. I, I, I had like two pounds of this shit and I don't really like the gassy stuff I'm learning. I'm As I get older, I'm liking the fruitier stuff and that's just being honest. Yep. No, dude, I get it. I, I will say, though, that uh, the one thing that occurred to me when you said you've not cloned is um, you're missing something. And, and and I don't know if you know this, but I might blow your mind with this. I don't, I don't know if you know this, Jay. Um, oftentimes, especially with regular, you know, cannabis, you know, I'm not, just not speaking about autoflowers, if, if that's what anybody's considering, because autoflowers aren't cloned, right? Right. But, your regular cannabis plants, when you grow out that seedling, okay, and just flower out your your for your seed plant, your seedling, um, you'll get you know much of the expression of the plant. But if you clone that and grow that clone out, and or further clones after, okay, my dog wants in. <laughs> no problem, dude. You gotta stop. Okay, I'm on a podcast, Tucci. So, um, if you grow out that uh, that clone, you will get a further expression of the plant. It will get better. It will get more flavorful. It'll get more crystallized. All that. So, all that testing you're doing, Jay, you're yeah. getting you're getting just not quite as close to the best weed that those seeds can produce for you. If I you would just that. grow it out that one more time, so. You know, A, you know, the first thing, how does that uh, seedling grow is one of the things that you want to test for. But, you know, I also want to know how the clone grows. You know what okay. I'm saying? Because yeah. sometimes, you know, a plant can like really fucking throw down as a seedling, but the clone sucks. Doesn't clone well, you know, you know, has some other, you know, inherent type problems. But if it, uh, if it clones well, and then those fucking clones, it's like, Whoa. so, you know, oftentimes when, when I'm testing, you know, my gear or anybody else's gear, if I like something, you know, definitely growing it again. And, uh, and, I, and I'll grow, you know, my favorite couple phenos. I'll pick two or two or three of the best phenos of it to grow again, because sometimes the next time around that number two pheno, the one that you were like, you know, whatever it like fucking shines. And you're just like, wow. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Rarely I, does the third one. Rarely does the third favorite do it. So. Okay. Wow. I was always told the opposite. I'll be honest. I was always told the more you clone, the worse and weaker it gets. I don't know. That's we're, ta I we're talking over like years and years and years type situation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But, you know, as you get into those first, like, uh, you know, first couple, three batches, it'll just keep on. And part of that is going to be you're going to learn what that plant likes and you'll adjust to it and treat it a okay. certain way better. Just Definitely. naturally. Right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Because you're, you're getting more used to it and it's getting used to your system. Um, but then as it, like I said, as it ages, it, it increases the, the terpene profile increases the, the uh, the THC percentages and, and uh, you know, cannabinoids increase. So, so something to consider. 
It's not something beyond you. It's worthy of you learning how to clone. Right. Yep, definitely. I got to. I, I got to try it. You know, I built a cloner a long time ago, and I've never put it to use. I, I built it out of a five-gallon bucket. People think it's crazy, but I did it. I found an old-school how-to video back in the day, and I made it happen. And yep. I, yep, I, I just several uh, you know homemade cloners over the years. A lot of them. Yep. One yeah, of my favorites. Uh, one of my favorites involves uh, a couple of Dewey Misters. If anybody's familiar with the product called the Dewey Mister. And um, a bunch of like uh, baby bottle nipples from the Dollar Tree that you just like cut a slit in one half and then put it in the, uh, you know, upside down in the holes of the tote or whatever, you know, just like wow. super, cheap, super cheap, you know, type thing too. And then, but hey, man. That's old school. Definitely. Dude, Definitely. A lot of those. Well, why don't we wrap up the last few questions here? I know I talked to you prior to the show, and we were going to give away a pack of seeds to somebody in the audience. So <laughs> with that being said, I'm going to get the contest going here, the giveaway. Now, what's going to happen, chat, is there's going to be a keyword here that's going to come across the chat. It'll tell you what it is. You enter it in, and you only got to do it once, and it's going to record. There's going to be a three-minute window for entries. So we've got, you know, we've got a decent crowd here. So your odds might not be as good as normal, but they're not going to be bad. So with that being said, we're going to get it going here. And it should be coming across you guys' chat as we speak. And while we're doing that, I want to ask you my last question. And that being, if you could smoke with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? I don't want you to think about it hard. I want to hear the first thought that pops in your head. All of you guys. Okay. All you guys, that's what I got. I mean, when you said that, I got all emotional. I said my pops. Well, that's the organic thought we want to hear. You know, and it, it might hurt, you know, but, but I've been I got, all fucking, I got all tear jerkered and I didn't want to say it. I couldn't say it. I couldn't say shit. I understand. But, uh, I definitely. I only, I'll tell you that story, Jay. Uh, I only got to smoke with my pops like one time. And yep. uh, it was, uh, you know, in the backyard. Um I had uh, my friend Jimmer over, and Jimmer just fucking he was all and and my 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 pops had uh, uh, his buddy Jeff over, and um, Jim just you know was like, hey, I want to fire up this joint, and then Jeff encouraged it, and I'm like, what? And he, he did it, and uh, uh, you know it went around like one time, and then got to my dad. And then uh, my mom pulled in the driveway and pops through that fucking thing in the grass. <laughs> and she went in the house, right? And uh, he was done. <laughs> that was it, right? So, like, yep. um, you know, he would only, like, uh, maybe, I've never seen him smoke weed. 
but he was a tobacco smoker. So, um, wow, definitely. Even if he was just smoking a ciggy, and I was, <laughs> that would be a good fish for me right now. Right, definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. I lost my my grandpa to COVID. It'll be four years this coming up Christmas. So the past Christmas was three years. Yeah, I found him three days before Christmas, and it, it was hard. It's but I, you know, I did get to smoke with him. I did one time. It's a funny story, just kind of like yours. You know, we're driving down the highway. We're this is legacy markets talk here, and we were going from where I'm located up to the bridge, and um, you know, a good five hour drive, and uh. Well, the funny thing was I had to make a, a drop up there. We'll put it that way. And uh, a large one. And, and my grandpa was like, I'll ride along, you know. So he hops in the back of the car. Me and my buddy, we go. We do this weekly to this guy back in the day. Like every week we would go up there. So we get up there. We do our thing. And we're riding back. And we're passing one back and forth. Me and my buddy. And. My my grandpa hits me and he says, "Let me hit that." And when I looked at him. He looked at me and I said, "What? You crazy?" He said, "No, let me hit that." And he did, and and that was the end of it. He had cancer, and it it was uh, it was hard, but I think it actually helped him out a lot, you know. And he would do things so old school, though. Like he would take, uh, like tobacco leaves like actual big ones and he would dry them out and then he would he would coat it with honey but before he'd do that the reason he'd have to dry them out on top of them being already pretty much dry is he'd soak them in bourbon overnight and then he'd literally brush honey on them let that dry and then he would crumble his smoke up put it in there and roll it up and smoke it and that was his thing yeah, and I was just like, "Hey, I guess that's what you like." I I'm allergic to nicotine, so I can't, I can't have it. I can't consume it. But um, yeah, I do, I do not enjoy it. No, no, no. But definitely, so I I can relate on the the heartstrings there a little bit. You yeah, know, when I say I, my pops, I mean my dad or my father. So yeah, uh, not yep. my, not my grandfather per se. No, no, right. But it's the same kind of story for me. You know, I yeah, yeah. I, I, I my dad's incarcerated. He's been incarcerated yeah. 30, 35 plus years. He's an alcoholic, and you know he's sixty two years old now, and he's still in prison. I mean, I don't think he's ever going to learn. So. That's his story, you know. That's why I haven't, I personally haven't drank alcohol in 19 years now. And uh, it, it's been pretty good, you know. I, I'm all about the plant. That's it. I don't, I haven't smoked a cigarette in 15 years and I haven't touched alcohol in 19. And the only thing I touch is the plant, you know, definitely. So, but we got to pick a winner here. Definitely, you know, so with that being said, here we go, guys. And what will happen is you guys message me your information. I'll get it over to him and we'll figure it out from there. I'll ship it to you. No, I'll, I'll ship it right out of here, bro. I got shipping. Uh, you okay. know, we ship packages out of here uh, fucking weekly. 
Okay, so that, I'll, that'll work. All I need is a name and address. It might be one of my guys who wins anyway. Sure, sure. No thing. No problem. With that being said, here we go. It should be Drum coming roll. across the any minute. And the winner is Larry Malin Melendez. Melendez. Sorry if I butchered Larry. that. Congratulations. Definitely awesome there. So if you know how to reach out, reach out to the Candyman. Let him know you won on Instagram, and yep, he'll I get it out to you. Yep. I know Larry. Awesome. I got his address, bro. We'll get that to him. I'm going to send him a couple things from the uh, new uh, 36 Double D project. Okay. Um, so I I've done a few lines, Jay, uh, so far of the Jelly Breath line where we found it. it took me two years just to find the mail that I was happy with. I went through three packs of seeds um, wow. really in search of the mail and in so doing found several phenotypes of females to keep and, and play with and made a few f2s of it to share too but uh the jelly breath line was the first one that we shared a couple of years back wow maybe more like uh three or or so um but then came the uh the party collection which uh which i'm still kind of working through the party collection the uh, pure michigan and uh, the lip smacker stuff that was a, a busy year where we had like uh three different pollinators in three different locations that were all, you know, really successful. And then, yep. uh, um, and then we did the, uh, the, the Java party uh, was, uh, you know, one that I created and I used that as a pollinator to create the latte collection. So those lattes have been uh, working their way out there for a year and kind of getting some attention. When you talk about like some of the, the things that people are growing, they're growing stuff from the jelly breath line, the party line, that lip smacker line, stuff we crossed with Pure Michigan, which is a smaller uh, amount of seeds, so fewer people have those. <laughs> that latte collection's getting out there, but this year the things that are you know coming out from us are all like a volunteer survival of the fittest, sun-grown, organic type selection. So. The one that I call the 36 Double D Project means 36 different daddies. So wow. we had a field of around 100 volunteer ladies and 36 different daddies, 36 different male plants in there. So if you guys want to check out my Instagram and look back, there is uh, one video that I posted that has an Eric Church song uh wrecking ball and um that's the one where you see me just like popping the, there's no slow-mo no nothing uh, there's no filter no effects no anything on any of my photos or videos uh, i tease guys who have the there's one guy I see who puts like a sparkle effect on his uh, plant videos it's like obviously your plants don't sparkle if you have to use that but um you know or you're a teenager um so uh you know, check that fucker out, man. That's like one of the few uh, videos and like uh, a couple other things that I showed in that field this year where I grew those things um, where it's like a sunset uh, type video. Um, that's over the uh, the motherfucking latte. Or the, the okay. MF latte. 
Definitely, definitely. I might, I might have to pick a pack of those up from you and run that in our outdoor season this year and and have some fun with it. You know, I, I'm got about uh, the way I'm timing it right now. I'm gonna say six to eight weeks before I'm gonna start popping seeds for the outdoor season. I like to have a decent start when I, I, but they won't go on the ground. So I figured probably. The beginning to mid-March, I'm going to start popping packs, and um, I should have everything where I want it by June 1. That's when I, I, I try to put in June 1 every year. Um, and uh, th then, the, you know, this year, I'll be honest, a lot of – I will have a couple that it go the full season, but my, my goal this season, I'm working with Atlas – is I'm going to do a lot of fast versions. I, I, I personally have in my area have dealt with a lot of mold problems and moisture and rain to where I want to finish before the weather gets too bad. So I'm looking for stuff that finishes in September, mostly this year. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but last well, year was, last year was fun. You know, I had three, three 17 and a half foot plants and I grew the monsters like we always do, but this year I want to keep everything right around 10 foot. So I'm going to do more netting and I think I'm going to kind of, you know, keep them a little more squatty this year. That way I don't have to work as hard because it was very hard to apply IPM on something that tall without a ladder. I mean, cause I'm literally where I'm at. We don't even have running water. Like, I'm using a truck with uh, a water tank with a with an onboard pump because we're in the literally in the middle of the back of a cornfield in 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 farm country and 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 it's gated. It's right next to a like a shed, but it doesn't have anything to it other than the shed has electricity and we have security cameras but we don't have anything else. There's no water out there. There's nothing. So like it's true gorilla style and I love it because there's so much wildlife and flowers and stuff around and pollinators and it, it, it's great. It really is. And Chris helped me build the soil up a little bit. What we did is we, we back dug everything and then refilled it with his soil for a good start. And this year I'm just going to re-amend it and, we're, we're going to be good to go. I mean, I know we're going to be, I'm going to do some soil testing, but to see what we need, which, you know, there's a lot of interesting things that are coming uh, that I haven't talked about that I kind of want to drop why, why, why we got a second here before I let you go. I know it's kind of off track and, but kind of hit on a couple of things for the audience out here, you know, Friday, make sure you guys come through. We're going to be talking to Sebastian Good from the UK about fast bud genetics. Um, that's if you like autoflowers. You know, they, they specialize in autoflowers. Um, on top of that, the first week of, uh, the first week of um, February, we're looking at possibly having Louis the Great on. If you don't know who Louis the Great is, Google it. I'm sure you'll find out as soon as you do. Uh, and then on top of that, we're also going to be um, digging into something that is quite popular in the market that I haven't seen a lot of people dig into. And that is cannabis and AI. 
We are going to dig into an episode with Potent Ponics about cannabis and AI, but mostly about cultivation as a whole. He developed a new AI app that we're going to dig into where it'll it'll cater to your soil right down to your geological location and let you know the amendments that you need to put in to make a healthy garden. Um, we'll go over all the details. I don't know all the details. We're going to talk to the man himself that's coming. So... Just a couple of hints at some things we got coming over here at Organically Blunt. <coughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah, Sounds definitely, interesting. definitely. You know, I, hey, before I forget, I want to mention the the, the we're going to send three packs to Larry. They're all going to be from the uh, thirty six double D project uh, with the thirty six different daddies. Uh, I've got for him the Franco, inspired mm. by Franco from Greenhouse Seeds. Uh, bless his soul. Uh, who has inspired so many of us and uh, fucking uh, love Franco and uh, his stories and, you know, strain hunters, man, is uh, man highly fucking inspirational. You know, how fucking cool is that? Uh, we're also going to send him the uh, the Captain Lou Albano and uh, a third strain. I don't have uh, packaged right here next to me. It's across the hall. It is called Are You My Daddy? Uh, and <laughs> again, it's because from that 36 uh, Double D project, it's 36 different daddies. You're going to get a wide, uh, you know, assortment of phenotypes within one pack because could have been pollinated by one of a number of different males, you know, all, all in right. that plant. So, um, Larry, thanks for being with us, man. Congratulations. Definitely. So, so before we let you go off the horn here, where can they find you? What can we expect in the near future from you? And is there any events you're going to be attending here in the next couple months that we can find you at if we want to meet you in the flesh? Dude, I love it. Thank you, Jay. That's a great question. So that I might have to have you recap. I'm going to take it like piecemeal it out uh, one at a time because I, I missed some stuff. Um, sure, so sure. So what's coming up next from me? Um, next from me is, um, you know, you guys are going to see me on Instagram and out at some of the different uh, shows showing off the 36 Double D Project. So 36 different daddies, sun-grown, organic, volunteer project where, you know, they were untouched. Let, let me just say this too, Jay. So all of these volunteers... Um, for so let me backtrack just a tiny bit. The year previous in this field, okay, where the 36 double D project uh, was produced, um, that's that's where I grow, you know, at one of my locations. And um, I had a bunch of plants in there expecting to get a good reversal on my sunshine jelly, it didn't take, okay, and so. I didn't have a male pollinator in there. And, um, you know, I was like hoping to create a field of femmes outdoors. You know, like, this is going to be awesome, right? Didn't oh, yeah. work out for me. I, I need, uh, I'm going to try, I'll try again. I've got the advice of, you know, multiple other guys trying to uh, help me this time. So we, we will continue to try. But what happened is I had uh, my Java party. Okay, in uh, another location, um, pollinating that field that year. Okay, and uh, after the 
reversal didn't work, I would go from, you know, that field to the other field with the same clothes, not realizing I was basically the fucking bumblebee. Okay. Yep. I realized yep. now because, you know, I didn't have all fem seeds in that field and there were a lot of fucking seeds that fell and okay. So, um, anyway, we're cleaning it up the next spring and the missus is like, I've got, you see, I got some volunteer, you know, I got some, some weed plants over here. I'm like, I, I have some here too. She's like, there, there's more I'm like, Oh my God, there's fucking, there's more here. Holy, they're, they're fucking everywhere. Right. They're like all there. And she's like, well, we got to get these all out of here. I'm like, don't touch them. I'm like, just pull up. Let's just pull up all the other plants except for the, the weed plants. Right. Right. Let's, let's come back through and look at them. And we came back through and I'm like, counting them all. And I'm just like, wow. You know, because there were 12 plants out there the year before. And That's so crazy. Um, I'm like, you know, so like the little, you know, like kid scientist in me gets all curious. And I was like, let's see what happens. You know, let's see what happens. She's like, should we pull them all out? I'm like, no, let's see what happens. Let's just, let's leave these. And, right. see what and she's like, do you want to water them? I'm like, no. <laughs> let's let's see what happens and um you know part of me just wanted to see like sex you know are right. they all females right yeah. did yep. i have a successful reversal no i got a whole fuck ton of males and very different you know i mean some were like crazy purple i need to uh, post some pics i don't i want to start posting pics of this because I, I took a bunch of pics and videos um as some of this stuff was growing and I just didn't share it because uh, let's just say my numbers were out of whack. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just, just with the 36 double D's. Right. So um, for, for that uh, place or whatever. Um, anyway. So everything in there got crossed with the uh, Java party. So they were all lattes. Okay. okay. And, Everything in that field was already of my creation. So all the see all the moms uh, from the volunteers were my creations. And then they were pollinated in my mind by my Java party, making them all a latte. Okay. And then from there, they pollinated each other in some crazy fucking by will of nature type way. Only the survivors made it. Some are bigger than others. Some produce way more seed than others. Some have a whole different aroma than others. Um, some I don't have a whole lot of information on. So the the thirty six double D project is what we're uh, we're introducing right now. Um, so in the midst of that, I am also going to offer up the driveway collection. The driveway collection totally just like the 36 double D collection only that they came all of these volunteers grew off the side of my driveway when I was old school doing uh, this shit right here seed sorting okay. with yeah. a fucking with a hair dryer and half of a fucking 12 pack container off the side of my driveway and it blew enough uh, decent seeds out there that I had exactly 12 big badass fucking volunteers right off the side of my driveway. That's insane. Shit. You're not. <laughs> so, 
there were like uh, four or five males and the rest were females. So we wow. will be introducing the driveway collection. Those things, like every one of them was like very terpy in some way, shape or another. That's crazy. So um, I'm anxious to see, you know, uh, what happens. But they were all like heavily pollinated. They were just towered over by like, you know, four fucking big males, like right, right here. See, that's the stories I like to hear is how how things came to be like that. It, that's that's what I love to hear, you know. No, it, you're kind of not – sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Normally, and in, normally and in the future, you know, I want to make very specific and conscious choices of who the pollinator is. Who the pollinator is is sometimes one of the most important parts for me, especially, especially – you know, and then especially who the, the female is and what flavor I'm after and effect and stuff like that, because I'm convinced little nugget flavor and effect are in some way connected. You know what I mean? Certain flavors have certain effects and um, we in some way grow fond of certain um, flavors because we like the effects that they produce. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Definitely. I, I, I like, you know, I started out with wedding cakes and blue dreams and granddaddy perps. And now I like mimosas and that's my thing lately, but it could be something different this season. But last season it was mimosas. That was what I liked. Anything with mimosas. And it was my, my flavor palette for the year. And I enjoyed it. And I produced some beautiful flower with that cross, but I'm trying something different this year, you know, I, I definitely, but with that being said, we're going to get you off the horn here. I don't want to keep you too long, you know, I, what? I, yeah. And unfortunately I have a girlfriend now. I haven't announced this to everybody, but I do have a girlfriend and she's waiting for me to hang out and stuff. Right so, on, bro. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Jay. That's awesome, buddy. Yeah. I don't really put it out public, but you know, I've been dating this gal for a couple of weeks now, and things are looking good. I'm not going to jinx myself, but things are looking good. And uh, I finally put myself back on the market here after, you know, almost four years of trying to figure out who I was going to be after losing my family to COVID and being homeless and starting this show and figuring out what the show was going to be and maturing the show into where it's at today it's all part of my story you know and i'd love to come on your show like you said and and share it with the people you know not everybody's heard it and i'm not afraid to to dig into it a little bit and explain some of the stuff i've came from you know uh, it's definitely a unique story not everybody believes it you know i uh but i live an honest life and, and um I've been through a lot of shit that people won't believe and until they hear it from the, the horse itself, you know, and everything I say is true because I, I honestly don't lie. You know, when I, I lost my grandmother, I think it's going on nine years now. And, uh, she had open heart surgery and after 16 hours of surgery, they ripped her aorta and she bled out. And, uh, before she passed away, um, she asked me to, to live an honest life and 
and I did it. You know, I did the whole funeral, the life insurance, the obituary. Also had to replace a septic tank and drain field on our house on top of a free, uh, our furnace went out all in the same week. Yes. I'm talking roughly $25,000 had to be raised in literally two weeks. It was not easy. And it was a lot of hustling and a lot of car washes and a lot of charities and putting cans out and GoFundMe's and we made it happen, you know, but that's just some of my story. I don't want to dig into it too much, but you know, you have a you might... way of saying goodbye, Jay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like we'll get you out of here. <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't shut up. I don't. I love to talk. Cause no, I, don't, I, love you, I don't, that was just, that I, was, I, that was awesome, man. I fucking, I love it. Yep. Yep. I, I, uh, I don't get out. <laughs> I, I, I keep to myself. But when I get conversation, I tend to babble. And sometimes it relates to back to my story. And I don't try to make it be about me. I really don't. And this group of guys, we, we will fucking, uh, you know, keep you hanging like all night long, bro. But, yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and tell a little bit of my story. You know, Definitely. I will say that, uh, you know, in addition to those couple things uh, that we have made, you know, I'm in the midst of hunting a whole bunch of stuff, looking for, you know, uh, you know, males and several things, including my puppy Royale that you guys have heard me talk about that I have not released. Um, I'm also considering the nuptial project where we, uh, um, you know, utilize uh, the wedding party that you guys saw our friend Owski grow out uh, entirely hugely. And a couple of our other friends have grown out the wedding party as well. Um, so, you know, the nuptials with a wedding party is a pollinator, a party royale, you know, a definite. And uh, we're also hunting uh, velvet party males right now. But, you know, I, I'm also like, you know, a couple of things. Uh, Jay, I don't know if you're like uh, get all excited about a certain like, you know, a strain or terp, you know, that you like come across every once in a while from like whoever makes it type of deal, whether, whether I made it or, you know, somebody else made it type deal and, 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 uh, get, get like, uh, I don't want to say hooked on it for a while, but like it becomes like one of your favorites for a period of time. Like it's almost like a, a go-to type situation. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You got a, like a current go-to or, you know, uh, you know, something that's like, you know, it, uh, you know, makes you happy all the time. So like my party Royale is one of those for me, you know, that I fucking, uh, I just, you know, it's, it's like always, always my OKC party does that for me. The sunshine jelly, you know, the peanut butter jelly time. Those, the, a lot of those things that I already mentioned are sure. like, you know, easy go-tos. My, my personal one is a Barney's farm. Um, that I, they work with Seedsman. I work a lot with Seedsman, which Seedsman brings our show here. We're going to be bringing some new equipment. So stay tuned, guys, because things are going to be getting upgraded very soon. But they work with Barney's Farm mostly when they were on the UK side of things. And I would get things imported. And I came across, and it's been my favorite for the past year. And that is uh, the Orange Punch Mimosa. It's an orange punch crossed with a mimosa, and um, it's been my been my flavor. It, it's just 
One of those, one of those orange punch mimosas. The story, and then I'll get off here. I have to go for real, but um, I grew it in my extra bathtub last year. It, 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 it isn't. It is an auto flower. That's so um, a Barney Star seed. Yep. Yep. And uh, I grew it in. <laughs> I grew it in a five gallon grow bag under a Spider Farmer SF uh, four thousand, and I used them um, them extractus shelves like you get at Menards and Lowe's that you put in the closet. They're made of plastic, and you kind of piece them together like Legos. I put one of them in the bathtub and hung the light from it above it. And I grew it in there. No, no tent, no lights. I mean, no, no, no ventilation, no fans, just in the bathtub. And it was probably the most beautiful plant I ever grown. And it had the most terpenes I've ever had produced for indoor and, and not outdoor, but for indoor. And um, I just fell in love with the flavor profile that it had. And I have not yet found another thing that matches it. I just haven't. And so much so that I don't even, I haven't even popped the rest of the pack because I'm afraid, like I said, I haven't cloned yet. So once I get the cloning down, I wouldn't be as afraid, but I don't want to lose it. So I haven't popped any since. But once I got the cloning down, I think I won't be so worried because I'd probably keep one of them moms around. I have an extra little tent that I can do it with. So it'd be great to have that on on hand that's one of the ones i hunted so that i like definitely dude you need an okc party if you like that orange or yeah i'm telling you man my okc party uh just kicks it definitely i love it that's I one of my that's one of my deserted island strains bro you know what i mean when you have like the you narrow it down to like three to five strains that you would definitely take you know, if you got stranded on some fucking deserted island type deal, like who, who are they and why aren't you growing those, you know, in, in more right. than you are. And so that's, that's one of them. My party Royale is another one. Definitely. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to check them out. You know, I'm going to, when I see you at the next event, I'm going to have to get a couple packs from you and we'll grow them out this season and see what we can come to what other people have grown and see how I do, you know? Oh, dude, Jay. So we missed part of, you asked me like three things, like as a wrap up. And I knew I told you I was going to miss a couple. One of the things was the events that you're going to see me at coming up. Um, the, the one that I'm definitely not going to miss that we definitely have a booth for, and I will be camping all weekend. Come join me. Uh, Gems and genetics uh, yeah. happening. At the Sarns resort, just North of, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, what is it? The uh, first uh, weekend of June. I think so. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a little bit, a little bit after Memorial Day, that first uh, weekend of June. So I'll be up there like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever it is. So you guys can camp out. There is a, a whole bunch of camping up there. We have people who come in from out of state for this thing. Um, yeah, we will be set up. It is. Uh, it's a good time, man. It's it's almost a little, you know, more one of those wild, wild westy style events where there's just, you know, all sorts of activity. It reminds me of the old uh, cannabis cups that we used to have in Clio back in the days at the Speedway where 
Um, you know, it was just, you know, insane things were happening at these booths and there was some cool ass music, <clears throat> music going on and everything else. But, you know, this is like out in the middle of a field. It's even possibly a more wild, wild westy. There will be music. There will be great food, honestly. Oh, definitely, definitely. Right, Jay, you've been there. You've seen La Rotisserie, um, uh, Morganja Farms, um, you know, the, there's going to be great uh you know eats there too and then and, uh, we yeah definitely and you can't and you can't forget mark lavengood's gonna be there if you don't know who he is check him up on youtube this man has played on stage with billy strings and if you know who billy strings is you know what kind of level of music they are playing and it is phenomenal it, it will carry a vibe especially when you're smoking on some quality product and the event, like you said, is Wild West. I've gone through it, I want to say, the past three years now. And uh, I love it. Every year is great. Last year was very interesting. I will put it that way. Like you said, interesting things happen. You know, a guy consumed that, what was it, 19 grams of, of mushroom. And uh, he took his clothes off. I remember that. <laughs> It was wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had to babysit him the rest of the night. Uh, it was great. I remember that. So, but with that being said, I'm going to get off the horn. You guys can check, check the Candyman out on Instagram. And That's what you're wrapping me up with, Jay. <laughs> I, I am. Yep. I'm in the right there. <laughs> on Instagram, the Candyman Seeds. T H E Candyman Seeds on Instagram, the Candyman Seeds. What I will say is this: you can find my seeds at Dark Star Genetic Seed Bank or Seed Bank International. Uh, promise to add a couple more seed banks soon. Learn a little bit more about us at CandymanSeeds.com. We're gonna update that website and bring it into the uh, 2024, and then make it great and possibly offer some e-commerce and stuff there. Also, when we do uh, lives on Instagram. Every Thursday night, January through April, those four months, every Thursday night, I can promise you that we will be hanging out up here in the vault um, and, and across the hall in the seed office and offering up packs of seeds to you guys every Thursday night from 8 p.m. till midnight Eastern Standard Time. Every Thursday night, 8 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time, January through April. Once I hit May, the uh, the fudge company gets so crazy, May through Christmas. Uh, I'm just you know, running in circles uh, with the candies and stuff. So I'm trying to, like, you know, function the uh, candy company with the seed company in a, a seasonal, cyclical-type basis and really do, you know, sales with the seeds January through April personally but then offer them seed banks and other places, or maybe have my own website, you know, uh, set up for e-commerce, you know, by May so that you can get stuff directly from me at those times too. Um, but, you know, I, I need to focus on that, that other thing that I do and love also that time yeah. of year. So it's, it gets a little crazy as I got Valentine's coming up uh, and we have to start cooking stuff for Valentine's over like a three week period. Um, but that's also cool for the people who get my seeds because we offer up um, some of the candies to them on Instagram as well. So that's awesome. 
check out those Instagram lives, man. Join us. Um, you know, you're basically, uh, you know, we, we send stuff around the world. Uh, we've we've got uh, some Candyman seeds in uh, Australia, New Zealand, um, Thailand, a uh, bunch of places wow. in Canada, many, many of the states across the U.S. We're on multiple islands in Hawaii. Uh, we're on a we're on a little island in Alaska, bro. Wow. So you know, I, I want to thank all you guys for support. I, I've been so lucky these last uh, couple of years in that. Um, <clears throat> honestly. Jay, I've been lucky in that a lot of uh, my guys, a lot of the growers who have, uh, you know, taken to my seeds and started to grow them and show them off are, are actually decent fucking growers. You know what I mean? It, it's I, I'm not hearing of a whole bunch of problems about my seeds because the guys who are growing my stuff know what they're doing and, and they get these sun grown organic seeds that I make, man, and they just pop for them and they outperform a whole bunch of these other big name type things. And um, we're, we're the anti-hype, man. More flavors, more fun. Heck yeah. It's, it's, all about, it's all about helping the home grower and the grower do better. I want you guys to get great flavors and great effects. That's what I'm hunting. That's what's important to me. And if something, you'll find that my stuff has a lot more like uh, girth and, and uh, takes off faster than other stuff. Because in my system, the way that I uh, hunt things indoors here in those octopods, um, if it doesn't battle for canopy, if it doesn't battle for canopy, it doesn't survive in my system. And wow. so the, the ones that survive are the ones that, you know, get out and fucking, you know, mean business and, and, and throw down. So... You'll, you'll find a lot of uh, heavy yielders uh, with my stuff. A lot of things that like to get big. So it's that big plant energy, man. It's the big plant energy. Definitely. Big, big seed energy, even if they're tiny. And then uh, the other thing that we like to do is be a little generous sometimes, Jay. Uh, we do a lot of giveaways on Instagram. We've supported a lot of other causes and things. And when uh, not, not the Jelly Breath collection, per se, or the, uh, the Pure collection, but anymore, when we're uh, filling uh, vials, I'm not counting out 10 or 12 seeds. I'm scooping a vial. I'm scooping wow. a vial. When I get started, I'll pour that into my hand and count and be like, oh, they're getting about 18 seeds or whatever, or 20 seeds. And then I just I scoop them and fill them and scoop them and fill them. I'm not counting seeds. I feel like wow. it's better to share and get those seeds out there into the world than it is um, to, you know, get exact number that you supposedly paid for. It's okay to get a little bit extra. Right. Definitely. Well, so, with that being said, everybody check his seeds out. Head on over to your Candyman Seeds website. We'll put the stuff in the show notes afterwards. I'll get all the links sent to him. Sent from him to me. Sorry, I got tongue twisted. And uh, I'll put everything in there. I'll plug it and you guys can find it and grab yourself a pack for yourself. And let me know how it works out for you. With that being said, everybody stay organically blunt and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. As we close this chapter of Organically Blunt, immense gratitude to our exceptional partners who fuel our growth journey. Seedsman Genetics, the seasoned seed bank with over two decades of experience. Grow Bag, your trusted storage solution to protect turps. Gorilla Grow Tent, 
crafting spaces for cultivating dreams. Kind LEDs, illuminating your green haven. Country roots, soil, and amendments, nurturing roots for success. Atlas Seeds, a source of pure genetic treasures. Green Wolf Genetics, creators of botanic magic. Smoke and Stork Genetics, where passion meets potency. Humboldt Seed Company, committed to cultivating excellence. Extreme Gardening, elevating your gardening game. Rain Science Grow Bags, redefining plants' homes. 420 Fast Buds, pioneers of fast and furious growth. Captain Redbeard Seeds, sailing the seas of genetic innovation. Arrow Mixer, the rheumatic heartbeat of your grow. Petra Tools, your trusted garden companions. Sow Fem Genetics, sowing seeds of fems and build a soil. Building the foundation of your organic oasis. Lost Close Plant Therapy, healing and enhancing plant vitality. Unlock these exclusive deals with coupon code organically blunt at checkout. Until our next episode, stay connected and keep growing. And as always, stay organically blunt.